Support for this podcast and the following message come from Jack Daniels Tennessee Whiskey. Jack Daniels is the oldest, mellowest, whiskiest whiskey, and every drop is made in Lynchburg, Tennessee. Jack Daniels, turning nights into stories since 1866. Please drink responsibly. Hi, I'm Anoush Zamarodi, and I am the new host of NPR's TED Radio Hour. I am so excited because we are working on a bunch of new, amazing episodes. We're exploring big ideas about reinvention, making amends, and the psychological effects of climate change. Our first show drops March 13th. Please join me. So it's quirky. Quirky. Like quirky. Quirky. I got it now. <laughs> it's all songs considered. I'm Bob Boylan. I don't know where we're going to start, but I'm with Lars. Hey, Bob. So it doesn't sort of matter. We'll go all over the map. Lars, of course, is Vikings choice, but it's not just a Vikings choice today. We're mixing a, it up today. Yeah, Bob gets some choices, too. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> We've been trying to pronounce the name of uh, a band that Ian Mackay, uh, Joe Lolly, and... Um, Amy Farina. Amy Farina, who plays drums, is in. It's a new trio from Washington, D.C., and they are called... Quirky. <laughs> right? That's C- how you say it, right? C- uh, spelled C-O-R-I-K-Y. And the name comes from uh, apparently some... It's di- a dice game. Yeah. Yeah. Which I, I'd never heard of, but which is spelled differently, which is a K-U-R yeah. or something. Yeah, I don't yeah. know. <laughs> right. Uh, and <laughs> this band formed in 2015, uh, but really didn't start playing out in the world until 2018, Uh, You wrote about them recently. I did, and I haven't had a chance to see them here in D.C. yet. Oh, you missed the St. Stephen's show. I've missed all of their St. Stephen's shows. So when the first single came out, that was my first exposure to the band, and that's kind of the way they want it. They're not allowing people to, like, take videos or anything at the shows. So they want it to be new, fresh ears for everybody. So let's listen to this song. It's called Clean Kill.
That ending is so good. <laughs> it's a table banger. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you know, this could be my favorite song of the year so far. Really? Yeah, yeah. I I love to put this on, and, I've, and I keep doing it every day. So that's a good sign. With all the new music that we get and listen to, to want to go and pull something out and keep listening to it. Uh, yeah, it's exciting. I mean, there's some familiar elements. Like, you hear a little bit of that Fugazi groove, uh, especially towards there at the end. But there's also, like, a lot of restraint, which is, you know, not something necessarily uh, think about when I think about Fugazi, but may- maybe more so his other band, The Evens, with uh, Amy Farina. But especially that uh, that alchemy between Amy Farina and Joe Lally is just so palpable. Like it almost almost puts Ian McKay like a little bit in the background, even though he's the voice of that song. Yeah. You want to play it again? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Quirky. <laughs> it's, spell it, C-O-R-I-K-Y. So you're not confused anymore out there, right? And yeah. We're, and we're not either. Yeah, I'm just going to say that band name wrong forever. (laughs) (laughs) So it got a little loud at the end. So let's stay loud, Bob. Where are you going? I'm going to go to Norway by way of America in Greece and Berlin. Wow. Yeah. (laughs) I'm on a journey. There's this band called Azusa that started up a couple years ago, featuring members of the Norwegian metal band Extol. Christian metal band? Yeah, they're a part of like the, the Christian metal scene, but they are kind of like, quote unquote, legit, according to like the metal scene, because they could really write really great songs and riffs, and they sounded like metal, you know. I thought you were going to say they were legit by the church, but that's not <laughs> where you were going. Keep going. I, I did see them at a church, though, <laughs> oh, okay. in the late 90s. <laughs> so two members of Extol and the bassist used to be in the Dillinger Escape Plan, which is an American metal band. And then the vocalist is Greek and is based out of Berlin. And so it's you know, like all these different worlds kind of coming together. And I, I was just blown away by their uh, debut album, which was called Heavy Yoke. Now they have a new one called Loop of Yesterdays. And uh, we should listen to this song called Detach.
I'm sure in the studio they didn't fade out. <laughs> <laughs> you faded out the uh, guest guitar solo by uh, Alex Skolnick. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't touch. You can't blame me, people. <laughs> Listen on Bandcamp. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's Azusa. That's Azusa. And um, I, this record, um, I'm going to do my best to pronounce the singer's name. Okay. Alini Zafiriadu. I think that's probably close. Uh, 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 apologies, Alini, if I'm completely off. But like the last record, this uh, new one, Loop of Yesterday, is, uh, seems to be a lot about how fear can kind of overtake your entire life and how it can kind of paralyze you. And in this song in particular, she's talking about detaching yourself from humanity to escape pain. And uh, it seems like she's going through some heavy stuff on this record again, but she's she channels it in such cathartic and feral ways. Like you heard her like both doing the, the high pitched screams, the low growls. And that was the, all her. That's all her, oh. and the the, the sing songy chorus. Yeah. It's it's wow. that's all her. Okay, I didn't catch that at all. That's yeah, awesome. she's incredible. Yeah, wow. We've had shows that we've done about this, but you dig through Bandcamp a lot. Is that how you found them, or this one, this band in particular? No, you will eventually be able to find uh, this Azusa record on Bandcamp. But uh, this one was just because it was members of Extol. Gotcha. It was got me got me excited about them. I like that intensely. <laughs> <laughs> I, I was thinking because uh, Ian Mackay at the top and that generation of loud brash music and what you just played for me here made me think of something that I would reach for after listening to a lot of loud brash music and that always was reggae music Hmm. Uh, and i think one of the parallels that happened in the late 70s and early 80s to me they paralleled one another and complemented one another because they each gave each other a, a, a different sort of intensity at least how that's how i fell into that music i want to play something from that era by a, a group known as African Head Charge. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And African Head Charge got its start in the 80s with a producer named uh, Adrian Sherwood, who was very uh, instrumental in that dub style of reggae, which is, you know, taking tapes and doing all sorts of wild stuff to the music. But the music had this sort of empty space inside of it, which is why, to me, it was the counterpoint of punk and loud and brash music, Mm -hmm. which that music never had a breath of, right? There was never a space in the music of uh, of 80s, 70s and 80s uh, punkish music. Anyway, so there's a reissue. There's a five... Big box set, (laughs) yes. Five discs. Yeah. And some unreleased material. And I'm going to play for you uh, a song from African Head Charge and a song called Dub Some More. Yeah, that's what I want. (laughs) Here we go.
Ah, that felt good. Yeah, that was nice and restorative. The palette of those drums, like that's that's the whole thing with African Head Charge. Yeah. And there's also something remarkably timeless about dub music, I think. Mm-hmm. It always seems to fit every generation of music since I've first heard it. I'm reminded of uh, something I read in a book by uh, our colleague Tom Moon, where he once said that he likes to listen to reggae and dub music in the winter so it warms him up. <laughs> <laughs> awesome, Tom. <laughs> uh, take it somewhere else? Well, let's maybe keep a little bit sunny. I don't know if you knew this about me, Bob, but uh, in my uh, little spare time, I have a deep passion for music of Brazil uh, in the 70s. So anything from, know that. From, from jazz and bossa nova to psychedelic music, rock music, tropicalia, pop music. It's just something that's like a deep like personal passion project of mine. And I, I love digging up old reissues and trying to find like original copies of records and things like huh. that. And um, in, in the last couple of years, I'm like, who's making this music now? And so I, I started digging around a, a few friends, like it, like it turned me on to a couple of artists that I should be listening to. And uh, one of them pointed in particular to a label called Far Out Recordings, which is based out of London. They do a lot of reissues of albums that I personally love. Um, they just reissued like a Milton Nascimento record that I'm excited to get my hands on eventually. But uh, they, they've also been digging into the, the new scene in Brazil, uh, including this uh, young guy named Ricardo Richaid. Never heard of this guy. He seems to be a, a kind of a new voice on the scene, and he has a, a new record called Travesario Feliz, which uh, translates to Happy Pillow from uh, Portuguese. <laughs> I want one. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, when we play the song, we'll come back and talk about it a little bit. It's, uh, the, the name of this track is called Legardo New. Largado no, largado no sofá, não consigo levitar. O ócio pode ser tão dócil, é só se aprumar. Sapatos, pisos, tacos do chão desencaixar Tem chão De volta ao chão Thank you. 
was like controlled chaos at, at yeah. moments, right? <laughs> there were some really smooth, beautiful parts, but uh, dreams disturbing the sleep. Yeah, yeah. There's a soft breeze, but it's got a, it's backed up by a hard chill. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you could do the weather in the morning. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's it's like a nice. It's a it's a really interesting mix of kind of a little bit of everything that I was talking about. It's it it's got the low Borges, uh kind of like uh, soft breezy jazz folk, but it's also got like that that fuzz from like Os Mutantes yes. or. Maybe maybe just a little bit of like King Crimson, the kind of like prog, just like kind of like buried under the whole thing. And those analog synthy sounds. Mm-hmm. I don't know if they are, but they sound like the old uh, Moog or something. Yeah. Meow, meow. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, this hits, this exactly hits my sweet spot. I'm really excited about this record. We're playing good music today. We should do more of this. Huh. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to take a break. We'll be right back. I'm Bob Boylan here with Lars Gottridge, and you're listening to All Songs Considered from NPR Music. The following message comes from our sponsor, Jack Daniels. Master distiller Jeff Arnett explains the crucial step in the process that makes Jack Daniels a Tennessee whiskey and not just a bourbon. A very unique feature of the Jack Daniels distillery is the charcoal mellowing area. And this is where you see all the vats that are 10 feet deep with charcoal. You know, as the whiskey works its way through that charcoal, it's removing a lot of the bitterness uh, that's inherent in the spirit. And the whiskey that comes out the bottom is light and it's sweet. To learn more about Jack Daniels Tennessee Whiskey, go to jackdaniels.com. Please drink responsibly. This message comes from NPR sponsor Indeed. When it comes to hiring, you need help getting to your short list of qualified candidates fast. With Indeed.com, you can post a job in minutes, set up screener questions, then zero in on qualified candidates using an intuitive online dashboard. And when you need to hire fast, accelerate your results with sponsored jobs. New users can try for free at Indeed.com slash all songs. Terms, conditions, and quality standards apply. Offer valid through March 31st, 2020. It's all songs considered. I am Bob Boylan. I'm here with Lars Gottridge. And hi. Hey Bob, we're doing we're doing a, a half Vikings choice, half half Bob's choice. <laughs> so I get uh, another. In fact, I pick four today, Lars. Cause yeah, I'm you to get a that. little bit more. It is your show. <laughs> I'm giving you slack this right, time. Good, good. <laughs> How about uh, there's new dirty projectors? We have loved dirty projectors since. Well, the first records I heard of from them are back in 2008. In fact, we one of our very first South by Southwest shows. At a place called the Parish was with dirty projectors, and that was of kind favorite. of a stacked bill, if I remember correctly. Bonnie Vare was there. Bonnie Vare was there. That's right. And uh, it was supposed to be, I think, that year was the year Adele was going to come, but she had visa issues. Right. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, that was a pretty amazing uh, year. But they've been making music that shifts and changes, but always with Dave Longstreth's uh, sort of. Quirky. <laughs> Quirky. <laughs> Quirky ways. And um, that word's going to come back and <laughs> all day and night. Uh, and there's a new song. There's a woman in the group named Maya Friedman. Uh, she was here just recently with Daughter of Swords. And it's her sort of voice that carries this tune. But I'm going to let Dave Longstreth tell us more about this new song from Dirty Projectors called Overlord. Hey Bob, what's up? This is Dave from Dirty Projectors. Super excited to share Overlord with with all you lovely folks on NPR. So Overlord is a song where I'd had the melody kicking around for, for a minute. Didn't really know what to do with it until Maya rolled through the studio here in uh, Los Angeles 
and we found the language. That's like when it became a real song. Lyrically, it's kind of a, a techno-fascist fantasia. The world that the song closes on is very different than the one that it opens into. With a song like that, it, it feels real good to have a, a just a loose, warm arrangement. nice video that goes with that too that's dirty projectors that goes nicely with that brazilian tune you know i just what i would just realized when we were listening to him talk about what the song was about the ricardo richard it takes a lot of influence from tropicalia which was uh, uh, not just a musical movement but a political movement and uh what they had to do during that time is because they're under dictatorship they had to disguise all of their lyrics and the song that we listened to from Ricardo Rushide, the translation of the song title is Hanging Out Naked. And the lyrics are, hanging out naked, hanging on the couch, I can levitate. Idleness can be so docile, all you have to do is stand. And the song is like a not-so-subtle push to be like, don't be, trust the government, basically. Activist, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm so a- I like yeah, that those, the, those dovetailed in an unexpected way, Bob. Awesome. 
Love the magic of this. Overlords of Song and uh, Dirty Projectors is the band. Uh, they're heading out on tour. Uh, no album that I can see coming. Oh, they just dropped it. They just dropped a Lucy. <laughs> is that what they call <laughs> yeah. them these days? Yeah, that's Lucy. a Lucy. Come on. <laughs> Come on, Bob. Get with it. <laughs> How do you spell that? <laughs> L-U-C-Y? Sure. <laughs> awesome. What do you got, Lars? Uh, next one is a group that I've never heard of, but apparently has been around for like something like 15 years. A band called Big Blood out of uh, Maine. And its members are members of bands that I have listened to. Cerberus Shoal, who is like a post-rock band in the early 2000s. Fire on Fire. Uh, they've like made music with like, Wooden Wand and Swans and mm. stuff like that. And it's a husband and wife duo, Colleen Kinsella and Caleb Mulcarin. And my impression is, is that they kind of take whatever music they're most interested in at the time and just f- completely flip it over. Uh, so they've kind of made these weird folk records, weird country records, weird whatever records. And uh, for this one, they kind of made it a, even more of a family affair. They, uh, Their daughter, their teenage daughter, joins the band. And they kind of made this surrealist girl group record called Do You Want to Have a Skeleton Dream? <laughs> <laughs> and I have been obsessed with it for the last two weeks. And I, I, I can't wait to play the song for you. It's called Providence.
You know what I want to do one day, Lars? What's that, Bob? <laughs> I want to do a show of what happens after the fade. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. This yeah. is the second song in a row is I know that it didn't just end there. Yeah, it just kept on going and going. They just kind of vamped for a while. Yeah. Like, oh, I we got to gotta end this somehow. <laughs> <laughs> it was like a girls group uh, from the 60s at Halloween. I really enjoyed that. I mean, you can hear... You you listen to this and you know they know their history because the girl groups of the 60s were studio experiments for people like Phil Spector and especially Joe Meek, who had a habit of turning pop music on its head completely, would do things like backwards tapes and like weird pitch shifts. And I don't know that he ever used a harmonium, but there's a harmonium on that track <laughs> that we just listened to. Amazing. <laughs> I like that like a whole lot. So, yeah. so w- if I put on the rest of this album, what am I going to get? You're going to get a lot of this. This is probably the most identifiably girl groupy song okay. of the bunch. There are other tracks like it too, but they definitely get a lot weirder on side B. <laughs> and that's Big Blood. That that was the mom singing and the... that was the mom singing and her daughter doing backups sometimes, and they'll they'll switch. Uh, between songs and then uh, the dad kind of does everything else. Uh, the name of the record is Do You Want to Have a Skeleton Dream? Of course. Yeah. <laughs> <Who wouldn't>? <laughs> <Wait>. <laughs> obvious question, obvious answer. Thanks. So I'm going to take us out. You know what? This next piece by uh, Ed O'Brien, Ed O'Brien from Radiohead, Who? <laughs> doesn't sound so dissimilar in some ways from this. We're going to go out on it, so you're going to have to tell me in the hallway whether you agree, <laughs> okay. and no one else will know. However, <laughs> that'll be it's like the, it's our own fate, Bob. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> Ed O'Brien has a new record coming out. He goes under the moniker EOB, uh, and it's got an album coming in April. On it is uh, Johnny Greenwood from Radiohead, but also um, Adrian Utley from Portishead is on this record. Who else is on Laura here? Laura Marling, right? Laura Marling's on the record. Yeah. Uh, Glenn Kochi from Wilco is on this record playing drums. And it's all over the map. But the song I'm going to play for you, Shangri-La, is kind of, you could imagine it being a, a big hit. It sounds like it's old, but it also has a has a fresh sound. I don't know. It's like like quirky. <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> you know what I mean? So, so I mean, it it's catchy like that song was, but it's quirky. Right. <laughs> it's it's quirky. Yes, I think that's our headline. <laughs> uh, so I'm going to go out on Ed O'Brien. I'm going to hopefully have a conversation with him, and if I do, we'll explore the whole album that comes out in April uh, in the coming weeks to come, to come, to come. Thanks, Lars. Thanks, Bob, for having me. Yeah, and uh, let's talk about this Ed O'Brien, would you? Okay, uh, yeah, after, after yeah, this. After yeah. you hear it, yeah. From PR Music, it's all songs considered. And if you haven't entered the Tiny Desk Contest and you are over 18 and no one yet has signed you to a record label, now's your chance. I would personally love to see more metal and punk and experimental groups. Viking choice bands, basically. If you enter and you, you make that kind of music, find me on Twitter and tell me. I'm total vibration. I want to know about it. And he will tell me and therefore, you know... There you go. There you go. Ed O'Brien, E-O-B, Shangri-La's a song. Bye. Bye, Bob.
always, always. Support for this podcast and the following message come from the NPR Wine Club, where every bottle tells a story and NPR shows become wines, like Weekend Edition Cabernet Sauvignon. Available to adults 21 years or older. Learn more at nprwineclub.org.